1: Pat Narduzzi yesterday about Kenny Pickett. Pat was an assistant at Michigan State
0: defensive coordinator when they had Kirk Cousins. And Pat said, I love Kirk Cousins, but I think Kenny Pickett is a better player.
1: All right, welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast for the Viking Uh, I am your host, Adam Patrick, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Shad. Uh, and welcome to the brand new Viking Age YouTube page. So uh, if you haven't been here before, make sure you like this video and then hit the subscribe button below. Uh, we would love to have you join us here. So before we get started today, make sure to also follow The Viking Age on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at at The Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash The Viking Age. All right. Chris, let's just get right into today's first topic, which typically has been about Kirk Cousins, and we're just gonna stick with it this way. It's gonna be the latest edition we decided last week to call this segment Checking Down with Kirk. So uh this week on Checking Down with Kirk, we have uh Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell and and General Manager Quasi Adolfo Mensah both spoke at this week's NFL Scouting Combine. Uh and we'll get a into a little bit more about what they said later. Uh, but, you know, since this is checking down with Kirk, I have to ask you a Kirk Cousins-related question. So, are your feelings any different about Kirk Cousins' chances to be the Vikings QB in 2022 after hearing, you know, O'Connell and Adolfo Mentis speak at the Combine this week?
0: You know, I had a friend actually take to Twitter this afternoon saying she was giving up Culver's for Lent. And considering she's a walking Culver's endorsement, I feel bad for her. But then I got started to thinking, I was like, hey, the Vikings need to give something up for Lent. Why don't they give up Kirk Cousins? Or, you know, why Lent? Just, just go for the rest of eternity without Kirk Cousins. I swear you won't be too dramatic. Anyway outside of that I, I don't I don't feel any different because I don't think it's the Vikings decision. I think this is Kirk Cousins decision and Kwesi Adolfo Mensa said during his press conference that the Vikings will do what's best for the Vikings and Kirk will do what's best for Kirk and that quote kind of hinted where things are going that Kirk doesn't want to take a team-friendly extension. And if he does smooth out his cap number, it's going to be to his benefit. That's just how he is. Negotiations are like his Super Bowl, and he's not going to do anything for the team, unfortunately, which is fine. I mean, make all the money you can. The NFL is not a guaranteed prospect at any point of your career. But I just think that if Kirk is sitting there asking for $40, 45000000 million, you know... The Viking, I, I cannot see a scenario where the Vikings just swallow hard and just bring him back to the roster and obviously the other option is to trade him. But who's trading for him? Like it's a really messy situation.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm curious too, because we've we've heard some some teams, like the like the commanders, I guess they're called now. The commanders and, and some other teams say they're gonna be aggressive and they're they're searching for a new quarterback. And when it comes to that, like the way it's shaking up, it seems like Kirk Cousins could be the best quarterback available on the market because it looks like Aaron Rodgers is probably going to stay with the Packers. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo just had shoulder surgery on his throwing shoulder. Um, so I'm not sure how much people want to, you know, well, how many assets people want to give up for that uh, if he's not a guarantee to be at least 100% by the start of the season um and then you know you have Russell Wilson who is, <laughs> the Seahawks gave the the kiss of death pretty much by saying we have no intention of trading Russell Wilson. Hopefully Rick Spielman is nowhere around that building for the Seahawks sake because those are not the words you want to hear come from Rick Spielman's mouth cuz that just means they're probably going to trade uh Russell Wilson. But right now the Seahawks have said they have no intention of trading Russell Wilson. I think Derek Carr the thoughts have been that he's going to get an extension from, from the Raiders. Um, so, Kirk Cousins right now is looking kind of like the guy who's the best available. Um, you know, if a team wants to just grab a veteran quarterback, they don't have a high draft pick or they don't have a first-round pick, you know, and they want to – or they or they think they're a quarterback away, like a veteran quarterback, like the Vikings thought in 2018 when they brought Kirk Cousins or, you know, like the Rams did last year when they, they – traded for Matthew Stafford. So um but to me, after this press conference, the feelings haven't really changed. Um, you know, not too much, I feel like, was said by either O'Connell or Adolfo Mensa that to, to change things, you know, one 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 way or the other. I think we realized with these two, with this regime, we're, you know, we're probably not gonna be getting much straight, honest answers like we did with with Mike Zimmer, who was at times brutally honest, good, bad, and sometimes really bad. Uh, but for the most part, he, he kept things pretty honest with, with the media uh, unless it came to player injuries where he was just... If he said the guy was going to play, they probably weren't going to play. Um, but uh, I'm not saying O'Connell and Adolfo Mets are trying to like, deceive anybody, but I think they just have a way of answering questions you know, without revealing much of anything. Um,
0: all right, so... The offseason is like a poker game. I I just want to point this out. Like, they can't really go out there and be like, well, what do you think of Kirk? Dude, he sucks. Like, get him off my team. We can't work with him. Like, that would just torpedo his value. And everybody's like, well, why would we want to trade for him? Like, the whole Jimmy Garoppolo thing, I bet you if the 49ers had their way, they probably would have kept it hush hush. Although, you're going to find that out in medicals. But now every team in the league is going to look at Jimmy Garoppolo and go, well, there's only $1 million left in, you know, dead cap or whatever on his contract. Why would we trade for him? Like that just throws a wrench to that whole thing. So I think that at least with cousins, they're playing poker. Uh, when Kevin O'Connell says that Garrett Bradbury's athleticism is off the charts and like pumps him up to be this, uh, pro bowler. Um, that's a little weird, but I get it. I I get what they're Mm -hmm. doing. It's the, uh,
1: I would say it's the opposite of Mike Zimmer's tactics where he likes to like bury you into the ground to try and motivate you for the most part. Uh, While Kevin O'Connell, I feel like, and even Kwesi have, have tried to utilize positivity in the most way possible, whether it's believable or not is, you know, up to you, but they're, they're not going to, I highly doubt they're going to be the people that are going to trash their players in the media or throw anybody under the bus uh it's gonna be like you know they're gonna speak about about even if it's like the tiniest thing they're gonna you know boost boost these guys up as much as possible because there's really no i feel like there's really no downside to that because at, at the very least you're you're letting these guys know you still have confidence in them to, to get what they've done the thing that was curious to me i think the most curious uh, came from Quasi regarding Cousins was when he was talking about Cousins and how he's like super accurate or whatever. But when he before he started all this, he said when the odds are shifted in his favor, um, which basically means when things are perfect around him, he's great. But uh, you know, after that, eh, not so, not so sure. And the numbers back that up, like analytics and stuff or whatever, like as far as like first read stuff and how he how he does with pressure and everything like he's he's not good when pressure's in his face and people are like well he needs a better offensive line or or a better play caller and it's like yeah but it's not like it's not like the rest of the NFL has terrible pass rushers like every week he's going to be dealing with with something that's not in his favor um, and so I just thought that was interesting when when Kwasi said well when the odds are shifted in his favor he is you know basically the MVP of the league Uh, but yeah, so I like, I like the way that Kwesi likes to word things and word things. And he knows that he can say things in a certain way that's not going to get him in trouble. And also, you know, kind of be like, we like you, Kirk, but you know, there's some things you you could work on. So, um, you got anything else to say?
0: Well, um, I guess I was just going to point out that, you know, by every metric that's true. That as soon as yeah, yeah. you know, sixty-one percent of his attempts last year went to his first read, according to the Pro Football Focus quarterback annual. And I, I mean, some people on the internet are just like, "Well, what about what about the offensive line? What about the running game? What about the defense? What about this? What about uh, the Capano boy? What about the what, quarterback? What, what, happens, what if they take away CJ Ham?" What? Whatever they take away, CJ Ham. <laughs> They're gonna run eleven personnel. What is CJ Ham gonna do? He's from Minnesota. You know that. Like, what are they gonna do if they take away CJ Ham?
1: Augustana or whatever, he, wherever he went. Yeah. Um. All right. So cu- we know Kirk Cousins wants to get paid. The reports have been that he doesn't want to take a pay cut. You know, there's been reports of Derek Carr getting an extension around forty million. I would assume Kirk Cousins is gonna be like, "Hey, if Derek Carr can get that, so can I." Uh, which kind of puts the Vikings in a hard place, where it's like we don't want to pay you that much because one, we can't afford it, uh, and and two, uh, I'm not so sure if they if they think he's worth that much. You know, being being honest, but st- talking strictly about Kirk, do you think Kirk Cousins cares if the team around him is good or not, as long as he gets paid? And some people are like, no way, he's you know. He's the quarterback. He would never think that he's a team guy. Um, but if you look at uh, his negotiations in the past, he likes the money.
0: <laughs> yeah, God tells him to get all the money, which is kind of weird. Like eh, I yeah. don't know, yeah. but uh, I'm not. I'm not going to get into religion on this podcast because please, I would please don't boat raced. But please um, don't. I think like. <sighs> Kirk's vision is just to God, I I don't even know how to describe it because like he talks about how God told him to sign these one year deals. Right. And mm. it, every time a negotiation comes up, it's always something that benefits him. Like Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady were just like, yeah, I'll make 20 million next year. Just d- switch the money around and we'll be fine. But like, Kirk, like the almighty dollar, is what's important to him, and that's not a bad thing. Like a lot of us want to make as much money as possible, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that in this salary cap league, you can't have a quarterback that's completely focused on money, or else your team's going to suck. Like even Aaron Rodgers, I I, what I don't even know what his cap hit, but I mean, he might even have to smooth out his number a little bit and get his salary kicked down the road. The Packers are doing what everybody thinks they're doing, but.
1: Yeah, there's a difference, though. He's the MVP of the league, and Kirk Cousins is not. Yes. And Kirk Cousins wants to get paid like that, but he's not the MVP of the league. I have no problem with Aaron Rodgers making that much money because he has proven in the past he can carry a team. He can put a team on his back. Kirk Cousins has not. Uh, I'll I'll put it maybe to you in more simpler terms this way. Do you think Kirk Cousins, if he had to pick between one, would he rather win a Super Bowl or be the highest-paid quarterback ever? B. He would yeah. be
0: rather be the highest paid quarterback ever.
1: Yeah, I think so. He, think he is so
0: proud of that three year 84 yeah. million dollar deal guaranteed. or whatever it was. Yeah, like he he's jacked that he's the first player in NFL history to get a fully guaranteed contract. And you know, I that sure if if you're into that sort of thing, if you're into getting paid, I have no problem with it. But as far as like the team goes. Like at some point you have to think of someone other than yourself. And that's why I think that cousins needs to go. I've said this since the beginning of the off season, you could fire Mike Zimmer. You could fire Rick Spielman, but Kirk cousins is part of that problem. It was a three-pillared problem. And, you know, I know the wilds not doing real well, but they had this whole issue as well with a whole bunch of selfish players on their team. You know what they did? They got rid of them. They got rid of Ryan. Now they're good. Uh, Suter. They, well, not right now. They've lost five straight or four straight. <laughs> oh, they, um, they and good. they l- gave up a softie right before we went on air. But that's another that's another podcast. Uh, <laughs> you know, they got rid of Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter. A- and they're really good. Like, th- you can see the parallels. And football is a little bit more different because there's more players yeah. to deal with. But with the Vikings. You- yeah. With the Vikings, it was every man for themselves. You got Patrick Peterson pumping up his podcast in one corner. You got mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins trying to make mo- the most money as possible in the other. You got Anthony Barr in another corner of the locker room going, "I don't know. You know, I could play, but I really want to be a hundred percent. And you know, I, I don't really mm-hmm. want to do that." And you got yep. Harrison Delvin Smith Cook. walking around with a four-year, sixty-four million-dollar contract uh, in the mm-hmm. middle of the locker room, like Delvin it, it Cook is uh, every pretending he wants himself. to hold
1: out. Dalvin Cook, dalvin- he uh, is going to hold out when that would benefit that would like hurt him because he'd have to pay fines
0: <laughs> dalvin cook saying he'll do anything to help the team but not getting vaxxed
1: <sighs> yeah um yeah i unfortunately i do agree that and people are like no that that's stupid why how could you say that about Kirk cousins he he's a team guy but if he had to pick between the two he would want the the money and to me, like when you've made as much money as Kirk Cousins, like I sit there and I'm like, like what is the big difference between $40 million and 20 million to this guy? Like, we know he doesn't even spend his money. Like, he yeah. buys things that on like on sale off the clearance rack. Like, he doesn't even need forty. He's st- he stays in like his in laws basement in the summer to save money. Like, he drives he an Astro van. Like, what, what is the purpose of being the highest just, just to have that, like, accolade? Because that's, that's not going to last forever because salary caps are going to get higher and guys are going to get paid more. Like, you know, like, Joe Burrow is probably going to make more than Kirk Cousins ever did in his entire career um, if he's able to stay healthy. Um so I just look at that and I'm like what is the purpose of this so you you're the most and this especially this year cuz Aaron Rodgers like I'm sure he's waiting for to figure out what Kirk Cousins does I'm sure he's going to tell the Packers like hey I'll stay but I want to see you know what other people do before I sign an extension or something cuz he's going to be like okay this guy got 45 okay I want 50 um so you know I just don't understand what like what this purpose of not taking a discount like you don't have to I understand. You want to earn the most money as possible. But you have to sit there and realize that you're putting your team at an entire, you know, at a disadvantage. You're not helping them. Um, so I, I don't I don't know. I'm just what <sighs> I don't know why he's like, no, I'm not taking I'm not gonna help you guys out. I'm not gonna do that. Like like the like he's got these he he wanted Kevin O'Connell in there and he got God. him and now he's like, nah.
0: They did everything <laughs> toward Kirk so far this offseason. They hired Quacey, yeah, yeah. who obviously wants Kirk to be there. They hired Kevin O'Connell, who obviously is willing to work with Kirk. You know, and like, thanks,
1: he's like, thanks um, for helping me out. I'm not going to help you.
0: Yeah. It, it's it's just, it's a little weird, but I mean, everybody's got their own motives. So, I, I mean. What? So
1: is Kirk. Kirk is a little weird, too. Kirk is a lot of weird. Yeah. Uh. Uh. All right, moving on to the next topic, which we've kind of already mentioned. It's just basically Kevin O'Connell and Quasi Adolfa Mensa speaking at this week's NFL scouting combine, which I believe is underway. Some of the, the drills have been taking place today. Um, but they both spoke. I think Quasi spoke on Tuesday and Kevin O'Connell spoke on Wednesday. Very different from Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer uh in terms of what they say and how they say it at the podium. I was kind of disappointed with the questions that were asked to them because it seemed like half were, you know, Vikings related, the rest were about teams they used to be with. And I'm like, I don't care about that. I know that everyone's there at the combine, so they're gonna a lot of reporters are gonna ask him about their past, but I'm just like, great. So we wasted half of his 15 minutes on teams we, we don't even care about. But my question for you is you know what stood out to you from from what either of these these guys said, whether it was something Quay said or something O'Connell said at the podium this week, there's a few things to me, but you know I'm curious to see what maybe what stood out to you
0: I mean the Kirk thing was probably at the top of the list. I mean, there wasn't really too much that they said. I mean, like you said, because there were other reporters there, they got a little yeah. uh you know. They, they got questions about the 49ers and the Rams yep. and the illusion of complexity, which sounds like something that prestige worldwide would come up with as a marketing slogan. <laughs> like I like this regime is so still so mysterious. and we don't know what they're going to do until like they start making moves. And for what it's worth, it sounds like the side session was a lot more informative than the oh, actual yeah. press conference because the, yeah. Uh, Quessy said, Hey, or excuse me, crazy Everything, yeah. said, yep. Everything's on the table, and we're looking at this year's class, which makes me yep. think Malik Willis. and Kirk is going
1: to do what's best for Kirk.
0: Yeah, Kirk is going to do what's best for Kirk. Like the whole thing, I don't know why, because the, all the beat reporters are super nice people. But I mean, I those quotes made me think like they were just like threatening to give him a swirly or something like. All right, enough of the press conference talk. What's going on with Kirk? Because <laughs> Chad Graff's quote said, "Well, well, look, like I, I can't tell you mm-hmm. anything. Like it's the meme with the guy with the knife, and he's just like, no, I, I can't, yeah. I can't tell you anything about Kirk. Leave me alone." But no, yeah. it, they're actually very cordial from uh, the sources I talk to. So um, yeah, I, I think that the side sessions and the stuff that came out of those were more informative than the actual press conferences.
1: Yeah, I think there wasn't. Anything too specific? Um, I just think I, whenever I hear O'Connell or, or Quaysey speak, I just I feel really optimistic about what they're able they're going to be able to do for this franchise. And when it, like whenever I hear them talk, like compared to some of the Vikings past hires with like Leslie Frazier and Brad Childress and Mike Tice, like this combo of, of, of O'Connell and Adolfo Mensa they like they blow those regimes out of the water. Uh, as far as, you know, optimism and excitement come, I just I hear these guys and I hear them talking about, you know, things that actually work in the modern NFL and how they're going to bring those aspects to the Vikings. And it sounds it sounds silly to say, like, you know, they, they should have been already up to this up to date on this stuff, but that's not always the case. And I feel like the Vikings really uh, whether it was by chance or or by luck or they these two fell in their lap. Um, I'm, I'm excited about these two, whether it's next season or or beyond. I, I feel really confident about O'Connell being the head coach, uh, and and Quazy leading the the ship. I feel like at the, Quazy, like from we we barely heard him talk, but who is who's the GM from the from the Red Sox uh, that, that led Do to the World Series? Yeah, I get some of those vibes from him because they're both they're younger but they have like this like confidence about them and then they're also they're smart but they're not they don't rub it in your face like like i went to harvard i went to uh stanford or princeton or whatever like we we already know this and he knows that we know it so he doesn't have to be like i know this better than you like some gms and coaches are like i i, I this is the way that i know it and, and you're wrong so it doesn't matter but i feel like quacy's more like you know this this is how we take this approach and We'll figure things out and I just I just get a real good feeling whenever I hear them talk. You know, they could both suck too, by the way. We've 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 known them for like three or four weeks, so they could be terrible too. And I could be totally wrong. But I just I just get this this vibe. Do you feel anything similar from these two?
0: We gotta be careful with that because remember the twins hired Derek Valvey and Thad Levine? Like I'm sure the Padres front office over there in San Diego is the same way. Where they bust out all their numbers. And the next thing you know, Mm -hmm. Rocco's pulling Jose Barrios with 10 or, you know, 70 some pitches in the seventh inning of a Mm -hmm. shutout game. Like it's, I mean, you got to be careful because sometimes you can overthink yourself. And I think that's the trap that Quasi and Kevin O'Connell need to avoid. I think in football, some of these things that they're going to do are going to be welcomed. It's going to be a breath of fresh air, which I think was the number one reason why you fired Zimmer and Spielman. But we yeah. need to see them make moves. Like if they go out and they start making some questionable decisions and whiff on some draft picks, we're going to have a lot of questions and kind of be like, eh, Zimmer and Spielman weren't so bad, even though they want to rip each other's head off. You know, it's... uh Gonna be fun the next couple of weeks to find out like who these guys are and what they really think because I think actions are gonna speak louder than words.
1: I just thought of something actually. I, I, it was in my mind before we started, and you mentioned Zimmer and Spielman, and I, I, I wanted to ask you at some point in this show. You know, looking back the last two seasons, I think the Vikings they finished what eight and and nine and seven and nine, uh, and their defenses were terrible. Um, is there any chance that the Vikings? overachieved in the last two seasons um, given how poorly their defense played in
0: 2019 and 2020 or uh, 2020, wait, 2020 and 2021 sorry the last two Matt. years um
1: <laughs> maybe because like, we hear about how the how the roster they were so close last year and how the roster's like so close but you know, maybe well, Mike Zimmer was able to get the most out of them looking because you look at back, he got he got a team to the NFC Championship with Case Keenum and Jarek McKinnon as like his starters.
0: Yeah. Well go back to 2019 after they got blown out by the 49ers. What did Mike Zimmer say? It's a young man's game. Word for yeah. word, he said those words. And what did they do? They saw they cut Linville Joseph. They cut yeah. I think Everson Griffin opted Xavier out. Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes got cut. Like maybe Mm. there was one more, but I mean, they had an overhaul. And after like four weeks of 2020, Zimmer said, nope, get me the vets. And that was their season last year. So I think, you know, maybe they overachieved, but I think they also got desperate because they knew their jobs were on the line. And when you get desperate like that, you're going to make stupid decisions like signing Brashad Breland or, um, I don't know, Trading. trading a fourth round pick for Chris Herndon. Like, yeah. you're going to do some stupid stuff when you're trying to save your job. So, I, I mean, overachieve on the field, maybe, but I have also felt like they underachieved in some way, especially toward the end of last year, because you had a lot of talented players on there. And then they sh- they're in the playoffs, literally when they go to uh, a game against the Los Angeles Rams, which Kevin O'Connell was on the opposite sideline, and nobody showed up. They called it a Christmas hangover. And then they blamed the fans for it. So, I overachieve. I, I use that word very loosely with this team because I don't know if they draft Jalen Rieger. Are they a 3-4 win team? I bet you they are.
1: Yeah, I just I just hear or or see people tweeting or or, or commenting like, this team, you know, they just need a better head coach and they would have been, you know, in in the playoffs last year or whatever. And I'm like, I don't think it's that simple. I, I think... I think Zimmer doesn't get maybe as much credit as he should because he was he was a good coach, uh, regardless of you know what people thought about him as a as a person or as a personality. He was able to get the most out of out of whatever players he had on that field. Like he had Terrence Newman out there, who was like go, borderline going into a retirement home, and he was a starter out there on a defense that ranked like fifth in the league.
0: But what did he get out of the young players, the Cameron yeah, Hanslers, <laughs> the Harrison Hands? like everybody yeah. passed the fourth round. I think that's probably why Zimmer got sick of it last year and just benched the entire third round of the draft because he was done with developing people.
1: But do we think that had more to do with him or the that the relationship between him and Spielman crumbled so that, that Zimmer didn't maybe have as much input or give as much input to the guys that he wanted?
0: It's a combination of the two. I think it's Zimmer playing egomaniac to save his job and Spielman, you know, kind of doing this. I I mean, he was probably pissed at Spielman, but, I mean, look at the coaching staff. Zimmer alienated half the coaches that were good. Like Rick Dennison, yeah, he doesn't get back, so he has to leave the team. That didn't help. You have Clint Kubiak as your offensive coordinator with nobody to bounce anything off of. Like, we can slam Rick Dennison all we want, but, I mean, he was going to be... You know, the yeah. sensei or master splinter to uh freaking Kubiak. Sorry, yeah. forgot his name suddenly. I was I was thinking of Ninja Turtles all of a sudden, which don't forget I, about I don't the know.
1: Co- don't forget about the co defensive coordinators, you know,
0: had to have those. Yeah, yeah just pick Andrew I mean, Patterson. It, the Vikings are a sum of all errors, like, there's little errors here and there. And I mean, like I said, they were selfish. They had a coach that was selfish. I get every man for himself, right? It was, I need to save my job. I need to make money. It was never about the team, except for a select few individuals. And here we are. Like, that's why I think big moves need to be made. I This putting a Band-Aid over things and just saying, no, Kevin O'Connell is going to fix everything. It's just trash. Like Kirk's going to still be the same guy. You take out CJ Ham because of the personnel. I mean, Kirk will probably find a way to check down to I, I don't know. I, I was gonna say Tyler Conklin. He's a free agent. Maybe they'll bring Kyle Rudolph back. Which, by the way, uh, Zim sure misused him with the Giants too, didn't he? Like I, like they, there's just a lot of selfish people that have walked through the doors at TCO Performance Center. And I could be wrong. I mean, are probably a lot of nice people like at heart. But I mean, when it comes to a team. They were every man for himself. And football's a business when you get to that point.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Kyle Rudolph made, what are you making, 2020, like $9 million. Uh Yeah. Definitely definitely worth that. Uh, Still for, got a yeah. lot of game left. That's what, his, what he said. I think uh, it reminded me a lot of when Everson Griffin, Griffin left and and he felt like he was worth a bunch of money. And then he got to the you know outside of the building and he was like, oh, i'm not and then he came back to the vikings and i feel like kyle rudolph might do that uh similar because i think he still lives in minnesota and he said he's not retiring so i i would i could see him coming back if they they want to bring him back for a veteran minimum um um just just because he's familiar with the the area and and some of the people on the team i i wouldn't you brought that up and i i don't think that'd be too crazy uh we'll we'll move on because you already mentioned that that Garrett Bradbury the the thing about him was kind of what what are you talking about Kevin O'Connell the the general praise of the offensive line that I think is what stood out of me to me in O'Connell's press conference is something that was like a little confusing or or eyebrow raising where he was like I was watching film and what stood about stood out to me was the offensive line I'm like that's what stood out to you? The the worst position group on in the offense? Like I'm sure it did. Is that why the way he <laughs> was telling us? <laughs> yeah, and he I like his description of the guards, they have depth. Um which is true, I they guess. They have bodies. Uh. Yeah, yeah. And then this the this the line about Garrett Bradbury specifically saying he is what you look for from a core cent- center from a standpoint of communicating. Um all right. And how many uh, how many okay. blown
0: assignments did he have last year?
1: Yeah, like the, yeah. Like,
0: the, did he watch the Cincinnati game or did he just watch the Rams game?
1: Yeah, I think that was the point where I was like, okay, if he's saying this about Garrett Bradbury, then why is everyone so like, oh, he he he's committing to Kirk Cousins, so that means Cousins is coming back and he's getting an extension. Like, how can you you have him say both of those things and then think that both are true because something's yeah. not right there.
0: <laughs> it's coach speak he he wants to oh, keep everybody is. happy and then yeah, when he hits the sure. field
1: yeah
0: and once so. once again it's a change
1: it's a different different approach it's a change of pace it's something it's refreshing it is the annoying part i feel like we're gonna have to deal with now where it's like okay uh we you we know we're not we know we're not going to hear anything you know you're not going to spill any beans in the press conferences but like don't don't like make it like don't lie, that Garrett Bradbury. I like he said like, you can see why he was drafted in the first round. It's like, no, you can't. Like, he's, <laughs> he's he's not good. Like, what what is? Don't beat around. Don't don't tell. And he did mention Mason Cole, which I think he should have probably propped him up a little bit more than than Garrett Bradbury. But yeah, do you have anything more to say on on anything that KOC or or K or Cam said at the uh, NFL scouting combine this week? I did I. I did listen to them on KFan for some reason because I'm like, oh, they're getting interviewed. I'll see if they say anything <laughs> interesting. I don't know. I wasted my time because they didn't. They asked them like, oh, like, what's your favorite basketball team? And I'm like, what, what, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, I knew that. Was funny, but, uh, yeah. At this point, it's you know, I don't want to say it's it's propaganda or whatever because that seems a little little too volatile for this because it's football, but. You're you're not. If you're I, going for some actual news, don't go to KFan or, or Vikings.com because you're not going to find anything out.
0: I do want to know Quasi's top five rappers of all time, though. Since oh, he yeah. mentioned them, <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know my top five: Dylon, 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 <laughs> Dylon. He spit hot fire, man. But, you're dating
1: you yourself know. right now.
0: I know. Um, I know. Yeah, it's, it's a great. I, spit, I feel though. like.
1: Machine Gun Kelly is probably his, his top rapper, definitely for sure. Um,
0: I know, I know. Machine Gun Kelly is the guy that Kevin Owens power bombed on Raw once, yeah, and that was that was amazing. Well, he, and then he was at the also, NHL All Star Game, and I'm just like, yeah, he was at that the. Was my, I'm old. He now. did the
1: NBA All Star Game this year too, I think, because um, he's from. Yeah, um, yeah he's everywhere. Yeah, he's a he's a punk, he's a punk rocker now. Um, all right, moving on. Let's get into our final topic, which relates to something that I wrote. On the Viking age recently, and it is ten quarterbacks who could start for the Vikings in 2022. I listed ten quarterbacks, including Kirk Cousins. So let's let's not get worried. I did include him in this because there is a chance that he could be the starter. Um, so I I sent these names to you, and I just wanted to get a percentage chance for each. What you think? You don't have to elaborate too much or anything. Just uh, we're just gonna get it right into them. And it's going to be, first, we've got Jimmy Garoppolo. Wow. What's the percentage chance you think he will be the starter for the Vikings in 2022?
0: Well, Jimmy Garoppolo, normally you'd have a 50-50 chance of him starting. But he's a genetic freak. So you got a 33% chance at best. Wait, no, sorry. That's, uh, that's a wrestling promo. Uh, Jimmy G, I don't know. I mean it depends on where kirk goes cuz obviously you would be trading him and now with the shoulder injury i don't know if the vikings really want to roll that dice i mean the good things about jimmy g is that he's a proven playoff performer um and that is something that kirk has yet to do during his career i will put it at 10%. i'm going to go low with a lot of these because for sure yeah. for sure me so
1: too 10%. um 10%. i i also had it at 10% um the thing that it keeps me from putting it at zero is the connection that he has to Quasey, who was with uh, the 49ers for two of Jimmy Gs seasons I think two or three at least when they went to the Super Bowl uh, he was there. So that 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 leaves me in the back of my mind and his relationship with that franchise who I'm sure he still has plenty of connections uh, to that franchise so that's why Jimmy Garoppolo even made that list for me. So I, I put it at 10% though, too. I think the I might have made it a little higher if not for that shoulder surgery, but that certainly, uh, I think that will affect things, especially where the Vikings are now. They're not in a position to give up assets for someone who might not play. Uh, so you don't want to do that. Um, all right, so 10% for me, 10% for you. Let's move on to number two, which is Kellen Mond
0: uh one (laughs) one that might even be high like i he's still a project like i I don't think that kellen Mond's ready to hit see a football field i mean because i I think mike zimmer locked him in a closet all last season just like oh we gotta suit him up against green bay and then you know sean man's hands started cramping because he's never played so i mean yeah i i mean I've never seen anything in Kellen Mond. I've never been a big Mond guy, so I, I mean, I I put it at one percent. I'm not so sure he ever rises to be a starter. Or, I mean, if he doesn't get the backup, they're in trouble with him. But
1: yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I, I put it at ten percent too for for Kellen Mond just because I think the Vikings hired one of their one of their offensive coaches uh used to be a quarterback at Texas A&M uh which is where Kellen Mond went and I think Kellen he he's the guy that Kellen Mond broke his passing records uh I can't I can't think of his name right now um but that bringing him in I feel like was a move that was maybe made to maybe kind of help Kellen Mond uh improve or at least have someone who he, he might be familiar with because I'm sure those two have interacted in the past um, so I just I just thought of that as maybe potential. I feel like Kellen Mond's probably a last resort. Uh, he, I feel like he would be the starter if they signed someone and then that person got injured uh, in the preseason. And then they're like, Ugh, we gotta start Kellen Mond. Uh, but but at the same time, like you said, we don't really know anything about him. He could be good. He could be good. All right?
0: Yeah. We, th-
1: we all think like he could be terrible, but he could be good too. We saw three passes from him last year. In Lambeau Field against the number one seed in the NFC on like no practice. So I'm, I'm one not nearly I'm not got making, I'm not making any judgments <laughs> one way or the other for Kellen Mond. I think this this summer he's got a quarterback or not a quarterback, a coach now who's former quarterback. He's going to be very quarterback centric. So I have no judgment or expectations for Kellen Mond this offseason. Moving on to someone who you predicted probably about a year ago possibly could end up with the Vikings uh, which is
0: Carson Wentz what so I'll, I'll go on the record saying I don't want Carson Wentz as the quarterback <laughs> of the Vikings because I think he's very similar <laughs> to Kirk Cousins but if oh, it yeah. hits I you bet your ass I'm going to bat flip so hard and just hit up Twitter and say acknowledge me um, <laughs> as far as the Colts go they got a great support system for Kirk with that running game and the offensive line, but they don't have any draft picks because they traded yeah. for Carson Wentz. So if you're the Vikings, like, okay, we'll do Kirk for Carson Wentz. And you're probably saying, and, uh, and, um, uh, Paris Campbell, uh, and, uh, uh Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, second round pick, like that just doesn't move the needle for me. So I'm going to go a little bit lower. I think it could be higher if the Colts just straight-up release Carson Wentz, which I think sure. is a more likely scenario. So sure. I will go 5%. Yeah,
1: I think he's going to get released. So that's why my yeah. percentage is probably a little bit higher than yours. Um, because, like you said, the Colts don't have anything like other than Carson Wentz. Uh, they don't have anything other assets to really... Add to him, uh, so I put him at twenty percent because I think he's going to be released. And you know, we've heard the stories. He grew up rooting for the Vikings. Uh, you know where do you go? He went to North Dakota, or, North or Dakota, Dakota State, North Dakota State. They obviously. get mad powerhouse. if you say
0: North Dakota up there. Power, like I, powerhouse, sorry, sorry. Powerhouse, power. Hobbs is from there. Yeah. No.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. No, no.
0: No. No. Oh, I'm oh! Power, football, as, powerhouse. Sorry, wrestling brain. <laughs> My powerhouse is my guy. I met him. He, yeah. he told oh, me to yeah, work on right, my yeah. mean mug. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. North Dakota, well, big, big uh, football, <laughs> what, Division 2? Well, I'm sorry, not Division 2 anymore. It's what, F- F-C-S? FCS? Yeah. FCS. They were yeah, Division they, they... 1
0: double A back in the day. Yeah, I'm dating yeah, myself that's... again. But...
1: You're really good if you play in that level. Um, All right. Moving on to... Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, who is recovering from a torn ACL.
0: Oh, my God. That would be fun to get Jameis on the Vikings. Like, I the interceptions would drive us insane, but the God's playing balls to Justin Jefferson would be so much oh, yeah. fun. Um, I don't know where the Vikings get the cap room from, so I'm going to put it. You think it's going to be James expensive? Carson Wentz. <sighs> I don't know. Winston
1: coming off an ACL? I don't. I think 10 he million. He made maybe. like what
0: five five million last year. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's. So know, I, don't, I don't. I don't know. I mean, if the Vikings really want to go cheap, they could do a hell of a lot worse. This the guy being threw said, for I five thousand yards. Yeah, I, I said five yeah. percent.
1: yeah. This being said, I still think it's fit like fifteen percent because because of that ACL. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I don't think the Vikings are gonna like this is year one of the Adolfo Mensa and O'Connell. Regime, I don't think they're looking to invest any assets in the guys that are coming off of serious injuries, um, because one, they need those assets, and if they they're going to give up them, they need to make sure that the the package that are, they're getting in return can help them for the future. And I'm not so sure giving up. But that's wait, hold on, they wouldn't have to give up anything for Jameis Winston because he's a free agent. But still, they'll be giving up money or whatever, I guess. But I don't know. I'm fifteen percent. That's all I got. Um. Uh, here's an interesting one. I don't know if you know the connection between this person and and Kevin O'Connell, but Marcus Mariota.
0: Um,
1: do You know the. Do you know the I con- don't
0: know the connection. But uh, Kevin
1: O'Connell used to be a like a quarterbacks workout guy. Like he he prepared uh, Johnny Manziel, Marcus Mariota, like pre draft. He was like a pre draft guy. Before he got hired by the Browns, uh, and Marcus Mariota was one of the guys he worked with. Um, so he has a relationship with him. So, uh, yeah, what do you think?
0: Until 15. 15. Sure. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Why not?
1: I think um, Mariota had four passing yards last year. So that was, uh, it's really good. It's really exciting. Uh, I put it at 40, actually. Okay. Just because. I have someone who's higher than that, but I I put that just because it's like the second, the second of these ten. I feel like they he has the second highest chance of because he has that past relationship with O'Connell, because he's a he's a free agent who probably won't cost that much, because he he has had a history of playing for playoff team, a winning team, and and O'Connell can probably figure out a way to build around him without making him the center of the offense and he can do some some cool things too because Mariota's explosive he can, as a runner so <clears throat> maybe he can figure something out with that but I don't know I just put it at 40 just because of that relationship alright uh, moving on to a, another Raiders quarterback Derek Carr what do you think?
0: Zero they're keeping him I, I mean I, I kind of want to I, I don't think he's getting traded I uh, Josh McDaniels loves him I mean, I guess one because there's always a chance, you know. But I, I don't think he's going anywhere. I'd be surprised if he got traded. Well, Josh McDaniels has never lied before,
1: so I don't know why <laughs> everyone doesn't doesn't believe everything that comes out of his mouth. Uh, I put it at five because yeah, I think I do think the Raiders want to keep him. I think it's similar to Kirk in that it, it's going to come down to. You know extension talks and you know maybe how much another team is is offering for Derek Carr uh, but I put it at five right now because we've just re- we really haven't heard any rumblings that that they're looking to move on from him or I think the Raiders came out and said like absolutely he's gonna be our our quarterback unlike the Vikings who are like well everything is still up in the air uh, so I think you can compare the two and figure out which one wants their quarterback more than the other uh here is a former viking teddy bridgewater
0: uh i'll still go low 10 percent. yeah 10 i you know i i'm a teddy stan so i mean the kirk stands i kind of feel a little bit and the kirk's got stands got a little bit more to lean on because of those stats but i mean from a leadership standpoint, I don't think you can get many quarterbacks better than Teddy Bridgewater. And if you're going to do the Malik Willis or draft a quarterback plan this year, I mean, Teddy as your starter, you could have him hold the fort until the other guys ready. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It would be cool. I still have my Teddy jersey. So, even if
1: even if the oh, I'm sorry,
0: uh,
1: even if the Vikings wanted to be crazy and develop Kellen Mond. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater would be a terrible person to bring in, no. either. Uh, as as a bridge guy, I th- I'm just curious if Teddy is smart enough to realize that he's probably not going to be someone who's going to earn like a long term deal from a, a franchise anymore. Like teams are probably over that, and he has to realize if he's going to be a starter, he's probably going to either have to compete or he's going to get like a a one or two year deal. He's kind of going to be like the modern day ryan fitzpatrick I, I feel like he could he's gonna have that role and bounce around from team to team i put it at 25 it's probably just because i like teddy bridgewater too much um
0: it's awesome he's think, even playing football when you think for about sure. it yeah
1: and the thing that like, bothers me is Alex Smith always gets that, like, oh, man, he almost lost his leg. And it was amazing how he came back. And I'm like, the same thing happened to Teddy Bridgewater. Like,
0: yeah, there's just old no video or public video, yeah, I should
1: say. Maybe worse. We don't yeah. know. Um, I think his doctor said it was, like, the most gruesome injury he's ever seen in his life. And he's, like, examined, like, war patients before yeah. or something. So, like... That always bothers me when Alex Smith, that people talk about, like, uh, how brave and courageous he was. I'm like,
0: Teddy Bridgewater is still playing.
1: Like, I mean, at it's, a high it's level. true for both of them.
0: Like, let, let's oh, just, sure. be, it's true for both. Like, yeah. It's awesome.
1: I but. just, I like Teddy more. So I don't really like Alex Smith. So.
0: <laughs> um, all right. We got a couple left. Let's
1: go. Uh, ooh, Baker Mayfield from the Browns, who there still seems to be some chatter. Like, I keep seeing. Kirk Cousins to the Browns is being some thrown out, but I, I'm curious to see if they would include Baker in a, a trade package for Cousins.
0: Thirty-five percent. You'd probably have to, right? Thirty-five. Oh wow. I think I think the Stefanski connection is pretty strong, and I think that the Browns yeah. think Baker's a jackass. <laughs> so, I mean, they may they may just uh, be like, "Yeah, we're done with this," and that would be great for the Vikings, especially if you get a first round pick attached to them. Yeah, I'd do it.
1: I feel like if Zimmer was still the head coach of the Vikings, him and Baker would probably get along like really well. Uh, and then if something went wrong, it'd be really bad. Um, it would
0: be fun to watch, though.
1: Oh, great! It would be great for like people in our our line of work. It'd be glorious for us to to cover that.
0: Uh, I put it. What did I put it at?
1: I put it at thirty. So you put it at higher percentage than me. Um yeah, I agree with that connection to Stefanski. You can't ignore it. You also have Quasey's connection to the Browns. He was that's the last franchise he worked for, so he clearly has people he still knows in that building. Um and he knows he probably knows as much about Baker Mayfield as anybody in the Vikings uh organization right now. So I think Baker Mayfield has to be up at that top of the list of QBs that they could potentially trade for or exchange for for Kirk Cousins if they do that. Uh another one before we get to uh Captain Kirk is Sam Darnold.
0: Okay, that's a, oh no no no, it's not a zero because uh yeah, that's how a Carolina trade would have to work. Mm-hmm. Like the way the Panthers would have to do it is they'd have to give you a 2023 first, so yep. Which is fine. What's the chance that Matt Rule gets desperate? I feel like it's very high. Oh, very. High. I also feel. I also ah, uh, 35, <laughs> thirty-five. But
1: thirty-five. But but can you see a scenario where the Vikings kind of like what Brock Osweiler? Uh, where a scenario where the Vikings trade for Darnold and then they just cut him because they're like, "I will eat the money because you're not going to be of any use
0: to us." Yeah, that could be. Like, yeah. I I, I I mean, you still out. save how much? You know, seventeen million. Yeah, so, I'll say thirty-five. I could see 35. Rule getting desperate.
1: I put it at twenty. So,
0: so you got Mayfield and Darnold.
1: Yeah, the desperation from from Rule is definitely there. He, they have to, they probably have to make the playoffs this year for him to to save his job. Um, so yeah, I think. Darnold has a pretty good chance of uh, ending up in the Vikings' uh, locker room this summer. All right, and lastly, Kirk—I don't know his middle name—but uh, Kirk Cousins. What do we got? I percentage said, chance.
0: It's almost like a percentage chance he like reworks his deal, which is like zero. But zero. I could also yeah. I could also see the Vikings just being like, all right, whatever. Like if they can't get a deal for him, might as well just eat it this year because you're kind of in retooling mode. So 40%. 40. I put
1: it at 45. Um, okay. 45. Just because we haven't heard anything about other teams being interested in him besides the Panthers. And that was just a call where like the Panthers are calling everybody. You see like the Washington commanders called every team, including the chiefs. Uh, to see what their their quarterback availability was, which is hilarious. Like, why? What do you what? That tells me a lot about how you use your time. You're calling the Chiefs to see if Patrick Mahomes is available. Great, great. Maybe it's like a
0: prank prank call. You guys got Prince Albert in a can.
1: Yeah, they're like, can we get Patrick Mahomes, but not his family? You can keep his family, and we'll just (laughs) we'll take Patrick Mahomes. Um. Sorry about that. Not really, actually. Uh, but yeah, 45%. I just feel like we haven't heard enough about teams being interested in Kirk Cousins. I think that's going to pick up probably next week. Cause I feel like uh, the Vikings are meeting with some agents and teams later this week uh, illegally under the table at a restaurant bar where they pass napkins back and forth. Um, so I think we're going to hear more about that. It's, it might get a little uh, more juicier next week with, with Fingers pointing and stuff like, sure because because that report about Kirk Cousins not wanting to take a pay cut, is one thousand percent from the from the Vikings, um, mm-hmm. because why would why would his agent put that out there, um, and then so, I put it at forty five right now. It can get lower. I feel like this is starting to get similar to, uh, what was that guy who who covered Harbaugh that everyone turned to that author Ah uh, Bacon uh, like. John you Yeah, John, yeah everyone would, would like check his tweets every day and he'd be like, okay, like still f- 40, 60, Harbaugh returning to Michigan. And then like the last day was like 80, 20. And everyone's like, oh, he's going to the Vikings. And then they didn't hire him. And they, and he was like, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. He did he, say 20. I didn't say, I didn't say 100%. Um, So that's where I feel like we're at. And this is probably going to be a weekly thing. And people were like, stop talking about Kirk Cousins. And we're going to be like, no. He's still on the team and he's not. We gotta figure this out because the Vikings have negative sixteen million in and cap space and they need to figure something out very quickly because the caps the new league year starts in less than two weeks and they need lots of help on their roster and they don't have seventeen draft picks. Um so they, yes. they need to Yeah, yeah. They better not. They better not. Um all right. That's all I got for you today, Chris. Thanks, everyone, for joining us here at the Viking Age. Again, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. And make sure you like this video, subscribe to this channel, uh, and just just stay updated. And uh, for Chris and myself, we will talk to you later.